Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So, Krista, we are both finally coming off of both of our maternity leaves, and I think that since we are finally coming back to work, both of us, it only seems fitting to finally do an episode where we just talk about how the heck we prepared to take like two and a half to three months off. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is a great one because I was so overwhelmed and confused and lost when I first started thinking about trying to plan for maternity leave. I was like, what? What even? My brain couldn't even handle it. So yeah, I remember (laughs) that was like one of your things, like not long after, um, I guess everything set in for you that you were pregnant. It was like, wait, what is going to (laughs) happen to my business? How do I do this? Oh my gosh. So yeah, I can definitely, and I remember you nerding out and being like, here's all the things I need to do and all the things (laughs) we need to do for our Saved my sanity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we know that maternity leave is a really long time to step away from your business. So for those of you who are like, babies are not on my radar right now. (laughs) So um, I don't really care about this before you like, click out of this episode, hear us out, because we are also going to talk in this episode just about how to prepare for shorter breaks, like maybe one or two, maybe even three weeks, because I don't know about you, Krista, but every single year that I've had my business, I take at least about two to three weeks off at the end Mm -hmm. of December slash beginning of January. So I have a little bit of experience taking shorter not like crazy long breaks as well. <laughs> yeah, and they can be just as stressful. I mean, I, no, not just as stressful. I guess they can feel just <laughs> as stressful in the moment as something longer. So I think that's a good thing to talk about too. Yeah, I think especially if they are last minute, mm-hmm. because sometimes you're forced to take time off. Like I have been forced to take time off so I could evacuate for a hurricane twice <laughs> yeah. now. So that can be really stressful in itself. Um, But I do just want to say before we get into everything and start talking about all of our points, this episode is really important to me and I feel like I might get a little ranty and (laughs) like have the mom mode thing going on because... I do not think enough people like step away from their business just to enjoy life, like literally just taking the weekend off, Mm -hmm. let alone taking something like a week off. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this and hopefully inspire and encourage people to maybe just schedule a week off here in a couple of months or something. 
Yeah, and like seriously, I think if it wasn't for you, I would have had the most pathetic maternity leave you've ever seen in your life. Because <laughs> I remember planning for it. I had planned to work. You know, I planned that I was going to take client work up to like a week before my due date. And I was planning on writing blog posts up until then. And you're like, hey, dude, you probably don't want to <laughs> do that. And, you know, you told me what your plan was and how long you were taking off. I was like, oh, OK, maybe I should try that, too. And I did. And it was great. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully I'm not the only one you inspired. But if you did, I mean, if I am the only one, thanks. But I'm sure <laughs> other people will love this, too. Yeah. And I definitely want to put you on blast here this girl y'all she said I am going to have my laptop in the room with me and I'm going to be working and I was like no no you're not so that's more emails yeah no that is how crazy she was and that's what she means by a pathetic maternity leave yes yes so but before we kind of get into that whole big long vacation or long forced time off from your business, let's just kind of start with a short vacation. So this is a lot less intense and this I think is where most of our listeners are probably going to feel like this applies to them. Yeah. Um, like I said in the past, personally, I've taken anywhere from like a like three to four day weekend, which kind of sounds like nothing. But if you think mm -hmm. about it, you're taking work days off. So you still have to prepare to probably like, I think three weeks was the average I was taking off at Christmas time. Um, and there are a few things that I really had to keep in mind for each of those like planned vacations that also definitely applied to our maternity leaves, but they're like the less oh my gosh, I'm not going to be doing anything for two or three whole months. Mm -hmm. So they're a little like less intense to think about. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is just to know how long you are going to be off. So the first couple of vacations I had, I remember I took the month I graduated off sort of because my husband was leaving for boot camp that month, but it was really weird and I didn't know when exactly I was going to be back to work, how I was going to be feeling after he left because you guys, that is like a really emotional thing to go through. So, but after that, I did have more planned vacations and it was important to actually say, okay, I'm going to leave this date and I am going to come back this date. Because instead of just saying, oh, I'll return whenever I feel like it, it's so much better to just know, okay, here's the date I'm going to dive back into work. And this actually makes it easier to plan your vacation, plan your time off, because you have to let your clients know how long you're going to be gone. And you have to, you know, keep your whole vacation in mind when you're scheduling future projects. So it's really important to know how long you are going to step away. Um, the next thing is just to plan for less income. And I think this was like the Debbie Downer for us when we were yeah. preparing for our maternity leaves because it was such a long time and it's really different less income two weeks versus three months yeah. so <laughs> um but of course like I was just saying this is one of the toughest things to deal with however 
It depends on how long you're going to be off. Like I was saying about how much income you will be losing from, you know, your month. So if you're just going to be off for like a short period of time, like maybe you're taking a long weekend or just a week, you're probably not going to lose that much money unless your business is built around a lot of like day-to-day -day hourly work, I would say. However, if you have passive income products, I say go wild with marketing them during the time that you're going to be off, regardless of mm -hmm. if it is short or a long period of time. And I know Krista is going to talk about this um, a little bit later in the episode, but the one thing that has kind of helped me sometimes, and I'm not going to say to you guys, I regularly make like two or $3,000 a month from passive income because that's definitely not the case. It's like $100 or something mm -hmm. really sad. <laughs> but it is nice, you know, when you get the little PayPal or Stripe notification that, hey, you just made a couple dollars while you were on vacation. So mm -hmm. it's a good idea to plan for less income. So don't freak out when you do your books and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't make this extra $1,000 this month. But also remember to kind of supplement your marketing and kind of automate some stuff so hopefully you you aren't losing everything. Something I want to add here is something that I don't want you guys to do because it's something I'm really good at. And that is when you're planning for less income, you know, whether it's over a couple weeks or more, do not just double up your schedule to make up for that income because that's something I always struggle with. And even though I'm saying not to do it right now, that's what I do before I go on a vacation or maternity leave. I always find myself double booked with clients because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to be out this much income next month and what's going to happen. And I kind of freak out and forget to care about, uh, you know, having a life during those couple weeks <laughs> leading up to my breaks. Um, so I would encourage you to like, just realize the benefits of taking some time off. Like Corey said, automate as much as you can, even if it's just like trying to get some inquiries lined up for when you get back, things like that. But don't just like double book and destroy yourself. Yeah, I know because that totally makes the whole point of taking a vacation. Yeah. yeah, it defeats the purpose of it. So if you're going to try to make up for it, I think it's so much better to try to make up for it, like you said, in terms of getting inquiries that maybe you can start on after you get back or automating your marketing, setting up, you know, sales funnels, things like that. And you guys, there's tons of, tons of really great content about marketing and sales funnels and all those things that we can link to in the show notes um, that can really help you not only just day to day making money, you know, while you're focused on other things, but so you aren't like killing yourself before or after your vacation, because who the heck wants to go on even a short like four day vacation if you know the second you get back you're gonna have a ton of stuff to do yeah you're just stuck dreading that the entire time or being anxious about it yeah exactly so one of the last main things is to let people know in advance that you are going to be gone yes. so obviously when you have clients you cannot just go mia and hope that they don't notice. I feel like a lot of 
my clients actually have done this to me before. <laughs> this goes both ways. As of recording this, I just had one client come back into my inbox and be like, well, I am back in the country. I'm like, I didn't even know you were out of the country. So <laughs> awesome. Um, but we cannot do this to them, especially if you have ongoing projects. So for shorter vacations, you want to at least let your current clients know what you have planned. So I know for my shorter vacations, I would like to let them know, hey, I'm going to be out of the office from these days. If anything comes up, I will get back to you first when I am back in the office. So that's really important. Obviously, you also have to let people know when you're going to be gone for a really long time, like a maternity mm -hmm. leave. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind too. But um, one other thing I want to add here is a great way to let people know in advance that you're going to be gone is to add an extra line to your email signature. So I know in all of our episodes, we're like, use a project management tool, check out our client management systems, <laughs> but inevitably you're still emailing people. So it is important to add an extra line, I would say for shorter vacations, like two to three weeks at least beforehand. And mine typically says something like, heads up, I will be off from this day to this day, returning back to the office on this day, and I will get back to you as soon as I can once I am back to work. So that way, anyone I am talking to via email knows right away when I'm going to be mm -hmm. off and when I will get back to them. And if you think about it, you could even add this to your contact page. I know um, before my maternity leave, I added that I was going to be off for maternity leave for these several months. So anyone who is contacting me from that page would know right away, hey, I'm not actually in the office with normal business hours right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this one is so important. And something else I do because of what you said about not emailing clients as much, you know, I'm always in Asana with clients. Something else I've done when I know I'm going to go on vacation early enough is include a little section in my welcome packet for clients about vacations and I'll say, hey, I'm going on vacation from this day to this day. You won't hear from me, but it's not going to affect the schedule we've already talked about. You know, I'm just not going to answer emails that day. So, I mean, I know a lot with vacations, especially if you book out in advance, you don't always know before you book a project. But if you do, that's something else that's good to think about. If you do send custom, like slightly customized welcome packets, you could always add a little section on that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, and it totally reminded me that I actually have in my contract and in mm. my um, intro packet that if there are any planned vacations by me or the client, we need to inform the other party so we can, you know, be aware of that when we are getting our final project schedule in stone. Because like I said, I have had multiple clients go MIA on me because they took a vacation and they didn't tell me about it. And for me, I don't care. That's awesome. You go, you know, road trip around the country or whatever crazy stuff you were just doing. But if I'm waiting on feedback from you, you can't email me and be like, well, I'm in Bali and I don't have internet service right now. So you will be waiting for two You're weeks. You're quoting a client. I know you are. I am quoting a client. <laughs> <laughs> and that drove me nuts because it screws up not only the project schedule, 
but your whole entire life Mm because then you have to, you know, switch other things around. So I do think it's a good idea to mention that in your welcome packet and make sure they understand in the contract that they are signing that, hey, the second they have something planned, they need to let you know because the second you have something planned, you will let them know. Yeah, I do think that's really important. There's one other thing I wanted to add to this section, and that is giving yourself a little buffer when you come back. Even if you just took a week off, uh, something that I've run into over and over again is I'll come back on that Monday, you know, after I've been gone for a week and be so overwhelmed with all the emails and the client project I'm sure I started to schedule or scheduled to start on that day. And, you know, just trying to catch up with everything. It has overwhelmed me so many times. So what I've started to do is tell people I'm coming back a day or two later than I actually am. I told clients I was coming back a week later than I actually was back just so I didn't feel that pressure of trying to get back in the groove and catch up on emails and start projects and take care of all these people when, you know, I needed to not have a major meltdown trying to get back into the swing of things. So that's something to keep in mind. Even if you're just taking a week off, give yourself a day. If you plan to come back on Monday, tell people you're going to be back on Tuesday. If you want to answer emails early, go for it. That's up to you. But then you don't have to feel, you know, like you 100% have to respond to everybody. Yeah, I think this is a really good point. And I have done this as well for those times where I'm coming back to work after Christmas vacation, I would usually Mm -hmm. take whatever the rest of New Year's week was in January and be off, even though I was like checking emails or writing blog posts or whatever. Um, But people didn't know I was going to be coming back until that like first Monday in January. And it's like you said, it's so overwhelming because it inevitably, it doesn't matter if you take a weekend off, a week off, a year off you are going to have 5 trillion emails in your inbox and you're going to get so overwhelmed by it. So even if you took like the very first day back to work to organize your inbox and delete junk, because usually that's what I spend like half the first day back doing anyway, is deleting newsletters, getting (laughs) organized, seeing who even needs a response from me. Um, so even if you did something like that on your first day back and then kind of planned your week, that's way better than starting back first thing Monday morning and being like, um, I'm ready to go crawl back in the bed because this is too much. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Totally. So that is preparing for a short time off. That was plenty. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But we have so much more for you. Because we both just took about two and a half to three months each, I think, Mm -hmm. um, for maternity leave. And so I think we are about to get to the really good stuff. Because I know there are people out there, because this would be me, wondering how the heck we just took that much time off from our business And that much time off from our businesses together, because (laughs) technically this podcast is, I just consider it a whole nother business, because why not? So I am not going to lie to you guys whatsoever. My 2017 
was so laid back in comparison to previous years in my business. So I didn't really feel like I had to do a ton of business things. Also, I'm still a one woman gig over here. So I didn't have a, a whole lot of things to think about. Um, so the bulk of what I'm going to share is kind of how I prepared little things in my business and then the personal stuff I had to think about. And then I know Krista is going to come in and blow you guys out of the water <laughs> with the ton of stuff that she had to think about. Cause it was even overwhelming me when I was hearing about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just go on ahead and dive right in. And I guess I should say in 2016, I did also take a whole entire month off. Um, I think it ended up being a little bit longer than a month thanks to the military moving us. So these are some of the things I was thinking about in terms of just a month as well. So maybe um, not necessarily like a three-month maternity leave, but not quite a short vacation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first up, again, I decided how long I was going to be off. Um, this was a really big struggle and I think everyone who tries to do this for a maternity leave, like good luck Yeah. because you have no clue when the baby is going to get there and you honestly have no clue when you're going to be ready to get back to work mm -hmm. after the baby. So, um, I had read a blog post and I can't remember who wrote it now, but she said she took a whole month prior to her due date off, um, and then I think she had like two months off after that. So that's kind of what I plan to do just in case the baby came early. So I took from like the middle of October off to the end of January. So a little bit longer um, than three months, I think, if Krista wants to do the math for you got me it. real quick. You got it. A little bit longer. But <laughs> yeah, but. Um, that's what I decided to do to just be safe because I would rather be safe than sorry. So the next thing um, was that I didn't really think about it again for a couple months. <laughs> and then once we started getting closer, um, I created an autoresponder and then added the note to my email signature. Now, because I had several ongoing clients and I knew this is like a huge thing to drop on them, hey, I'm going to be out of the office for a really long time. It was actually close to two months when I added the note to my email signature that I would be off for maternity leave. I think the line mentioned that um, I would be getting back to emails much slower than normal and wouldn't be doing any work during that time. So just keep that in mind when you are scheduling future projects, please. please. Um, <laughs> and then I also set up an autoresponder which might be similar to what you created, Krista. So we can share um, a little snippet of ours in the show notes, but it was like if you're a potential client, a current client, a past client, if you just bought something, I have, and if you are just emailing me to say hello because you're a friendly person, here is a lot of stuff for you to look at yeah. for whatever situation you find yourself in. <laughs> Now go deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And that was actually really helpful because I didn't have to worry so much about like inquiries and past clients emailing me 45 times if I couldn't get back to them fast enough. Yeah. 
So after that, I made a note about when I would stop booking for 2017 on my services and contact pages. Now I put this on both pages because inevitably people miss it on one or the other. Some people even miss it on it's both. Talent. Yeah, so I um, have buttons on my services page where it says, you know, um, fill out the form or whatever it says. And right above that, I would always have what I was currently booking for. So I mentioned um, currently booking for September and February. And then after a certain point in September, I changed it to currently booking for February 2018. And I made sure to put the year so people yeah. would know. <laughs> I didn't just accidentally mess up and not update my website for a bunch of months. And then actually on my contact page, it was a little bit more involved. I said, I will be booking for 2017 until this time. And then at that time, I will be booking for 2018. Um, and it's definitely worth noting here that I still got an inquiry mm -hmm. regardless of doing this. Um, and it was plain as day on my site. Like it was bold text, black, like it was right there. And the person still reached out to me to get their project done in the month of October. So, you know, what can you do? I feel like there are always going to be those people. Oh, yes, there are. <laughs> um, but I politely responded that I was not currently booking <laughs> and recommended some of you guys in the Facebook group. So thank you for helping me out there. <laughs> so um, the other... I think main thing, and this was probably the biggest thing I did in terms of preparing for the time off, was just writing and recording so much <laughs> content. And I am not going to lie to you guys. I'm a huge procrastinator. So if Krista had not been doing this ahead of time for her own maternity leave, I mean, you guys would have thought she was leaving with me at the same exact time. She got started before I did. She was much better at this than I was. But um, because I wanted content for my blog, for Coded Creative, we had to have content going out for the podcast, you know, all this stuff. It was really important to both of us to just bank a ton of content that way everything could kind of keep going out and keep running itself smoothly, hopefully. Um, and we could just kind of sit back and get back into things whenever we were comfortable. So my goal was to try to get all the way through February done of having episodes recorded and um, the show notes written and all of that stuff. And same for Coded Creative. My blog, I was like, if I get some posts up for like once a month, that's good because I'm a lot more laid back about that. But um, then, of course, we added some extra time for Krista's maternity leave. And um, yeah, we recorded a gazillion extra episodes. Oh, man, the three per week period was not fun. No, not the fun. three per week period was definitely not fun. <laughs> we were ready for our uh, five months off of recording once it came up. Oh, yes. Um, but once we kind of got all of that done and we were kind of just banking some extra ideas and stuff like that, it was just a lot easier 
for everyone. Weight off our shoulders. Yep. Um, and then just the last thing that I want to mention here, because I think a lot of people are probably curious mostly about business stuff, but for me, I had personal stuff to consider as well. Um, I was so fortunate that my husband was going to deploy less than a month after um, our due date, <laughs> and he was going to be gone for about three to four months. Um, so I was also prepared to manage our household by myself while he was gone. With a new baby. And I will... <laughs> Yeah, with a new baby and with family being 10 hours away. No big deal. So, yeah, no big deal whatsoever. So there were a couple extra things that um, I was thinking about personally. Uh, the main one that actually was kind of fun to do was making and freezing meals that I could eat. So I could avoid cooking while he was gone and grocery shopping, like... I was like, well, if I get this many meals frozen, then I would only have to cook like this many days a week. (laughs) And that means I wouldn't have to grocery shop as intense. And I will say, because I know Krista is probably thinking this, the last time he deployed, I ate like a four-year-old slash a teenage boy. It was awful. It was awful. I thought she was just going to die, honestly. Let's just say there were lots of Lunchables, <laughs> and I maybe cooked. He was gone for just under two and months that time. <laughs> and I maybe cooked twice, yeah. I think, the whole entire time he was gone, because I really was, like, heating up microwave meals and Lunchables the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So that one... Um, was a really big deal to me because I knew I could not eat like a four-year-old trying to take care of a baby and not die. And oh, also, let's not forget that, you know, we still have Zoe. So (laughs) I was also having to take care of her. I had to be alive for lots of people. (laughs) So to kind of go along with that, um, I also checked out grocery delivery services because I didn't want to leave the house. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people with new babies are like, I just need to get out of the house. For me, no, I didn't want to leave. So I was looking at um, how could I get my groceries just delivered to my car, like at Walmart or to the house. Um, So I was looking at those things. And then the last thing, which was um, important to me to think about was just what I was going to do at Christmas because my husband was going to be gone. Like I said, I live 500 plus miles away from um, both of our immediate families. So I banked the idea of paying to fly my dad down so he could drive um, me, the baby, and Zoe all back to Tennessee um, and then back down so we could, you know, be around family and not be alone at Christmas time um, because. Yeah, that would suck. So that's pretty much all of the planning, I think, that went into my time off for my maternity leave. You tired now? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, how did, how? Adrenaline, <laughs> excitement of babies. Mm-hmm, pretty much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I can get into the things I did a little bit. A lot of the stuff that Corey 
went over is the same exact stuff I did minus the wonderful little no big deal deployment thing. I didn't yeah. have to deal with that, <laughs> fortunately. But for me, my biggest focuses were on handing things off to my team, automating passive income products and getting my content written. Like those were the three things that one stressed me out the most, but also took the most time and energy on my part. So I'm going to break those things down a little bit. Um, and even though Corey talked about content, I want to go into that a little bit more because being myself, I started planning pretty much the second I found out I was pregnant. I was making spreadsheets and freaking out to Corey yeah. and trying to figure out how in the world I was going to do this. Um, the first thing I actually did was cut my own blog post down to every other week. I've always posted once per week, but once I found out that I was going to take this extended period of time off and then have a baby afterwards, like it wasn't just done <laughs> after that, I decided it was time to cut my post down to every other week, which is also the schedule we have um, for Coded Creative and the podcast since we're both responsible for the posts and episodes every other week. So it's, you know, it's like we're only posting that often. But since I was planning as far out as I was pretty much eight months out, um, it meant that once I figured that out, I only had to be writing two posts per week to get far ahead enough um, to cover my maternity leave. So for me, that meant by January 1st, I wanted all my content done until at least um, May 1st. And by writing two posts per week, which was what I had been doing anyways, that was nice and easy for me to do. Um, so if you are taking this extended period of time off, really think about your content and how much you actually need. Like Corey said, she's not as worried about her blog. She wasn't as worried about her blog because she's just laid back about that. So if you can be laid back, if you can give yourself some flexibility, whether it's your blog, email list, YouTube channel, whatever, definitely do that. Take some weight off your own shoulders. So even just cutting my own blog down was really nice. Well, and I think you made a really good point here in terms of you were like, I was thinking about the time off, but I was also thinking about what I'd be able to do with a baby. Yeah. And as much as we would like to say that it's easy as pie to sit down and be able to do the same amount of things beforehand, we all know that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Even when we got Zoe, and she's a dog, even when we got her, my time period that I could commit to my work was a lot different because we now had a living thing <laughs> in our house that needed attention. Yeah. So I okay. do think it is really important to emphasize you have to think about afterwards as well yeah. and what are you going to want to do um and I know we didn't mention it but we probably should say that for the content we prepared for this podcast we had I think at least an extra month after your maternity leave ended um where we had episodes recorded that way we could start recording on a more relaxed schedule mm -hmm. um, and kind of get back into things, but still have those episodes that were there and we could still be putting those out and not put our um, editors like in crunch mode to help us get stuff yeah. out right away. Yeah, that was, that was definitely important to think about between, you know, having to worry about editors. So whatever team members you have, and then now we have two babies to worry about. We need them both in a good mood or gone at the same time. <laughs> so yep. not exactly easy. And I do think it's important if you're listening to this episode, as you're getting ready or thinking about maternity leave, 
please be realistic because I luckily got a really good wake up call. I totally expected that I was going to come back after a couple months and I was going to dive right back in with my same client load, same content, all this stuff. Luckily, uh, in August, I went and watched my niece overnight for four nights total. And I came back from that with a very different mindset going, okay, (laughs) we're coming back halftime after that. And then we'll see what happens. So just be really realistic with these kinds of things. Give yourself a wake up call like I did if you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, volunteer to babysit a family member, or if you have a friend who has <laughs> a baby, volunteer to stay the night at their house and take care of the baby there, yeah. first of all, so you don't like lose your mind if you're by yourself <laughs> and you have the parent to give the child back to. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that's a good idea, especially if you are like Krista, where you're just crazy and you're like, I can do it all because I'm Superwoman. <laughs> I hope no one else is like that. If you are, we should make a support group. <laughs> anyways, anyways, let's move on to the prep I did for clients. This was another really big and stressful thing uh, for me. And like we talked about earlier, just the thought of two, three, maybe even four months of no income besides a little bit from passive income products was terrifying to me. But despite that, Corey convinced me to cut off my scheduled client work a month before my due date just to be safe. And then after that, I'd planned to take kind of smaller projects as they came in as long as I could while telling these people like, hey, yeah, I'll take this project. But if I go MIA two days in, like, I'm sorry, I'll give you a refund when I come back, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, but, uh, besides that, I let all of my ongoing clients know four months ahead of time that I was going to be gone, but I had their work covered for them. So I have uh, several ongoing maintenance clients. So I do maintenance work on their website every month. So I just included in their email, Hey, this is what's going on. Don't worry. I have it covered by my assistant. You're fine. But if you have any concerns, let me know. Um, So I did call on someone who I used to use as an assistant developer to be my backup, both in December in case I had the baby early, and then she also did it in January for me. Um, After that, I just jumped back in and did it myself because they take me two hours total a month. So that was fine for me to have to jump back in and do. And having, you know, even the little little over $200 per month than I got from that was really nice to see it just a little bit of peace of mind there. And then I also have designers that I work with on retainer. So for them, I, I didn't want to have to put the pressure on myself to be there while I was on maternity leave, but I also didn't want them to go find someone else. So I gave them an option. I said they could either put our contract on hold um, for a couple months, or if she would, or they could be okay with their work being delayed or being outsourced to someone. And I have good relationships with all of them, so that was fine. They didn't mind having to wait more than my normal turnaround or having me say, okay, this is going to go to this assistant that I have lined up instead of having me do it. That wasn't a problem. Uh, but definitely think about this if you do have ongoing clients, how you can make it Fair for both of you, fair for them so they're not completely ditched, but fair for yourself so they don't all go find someone else and leave you high and dry when you come back. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point too because it is a struggle to not, especially when you have, like you said, the ongoing clients or even past clients who are reaching out to you needing work. You obviously are like, well, I don't want to refer them to someone 
and then them mm-hmm. never come back to me to get more work done. Um, so you do have to try to find that balance. And I think this is where a maternity leave is a lot different than just taking a longer vacation yeah. because we did have the luxury of when we found the time and the energy, being able to jump in and answer a couple of emails or do a little bit of work like your maintenance packages. Um, whereas if you are like on an extended you know, eat, pray, love vacation or some crazy stuff like that. You're not checking your inbox. You don't yeah. really care. Um, but something else I wanted to mention here that I didn't think about earlier is if you are, you know, in a situation where you're preparing for a maternity leave, one of the best things that I read while I was preparing for mine was the girl who had taken a month off before her due date and then two months off afterwards. She, in her post, said, you know, she felt guilty after her baby was born for wanting to get back to work because Mm -hmm. she wasn't dead. Like, she didn't feel miserable. She was still excited about what she was doing. And let's be honest, for like the first month or whatever, A baby sleeps almost all day long. So there are periods of time where you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Because maybe not all of those hours you actually need the same amount of sleep as the baby does. So it was really beneficial to me to hear that because it's like, I think sometimes we can feel guilty if we want to focus on work. I know Um, you know, those nights or weekends where I would want to do work beforehand, I did feel guilty if my husband was like just sitting there playing video games or whatever, even though he was like, I fully enjoy what I'm doing. You still feel guilty doing it. So just something to keep in mind is if you do want to get into work and maybe be part-time or do a little bit of work like Chris is talking about with the maintenance packages it's okay to do that. Like it's, it doesn't make you a bad mom or a bad person or just a bad parent or whatever in general. It's totally okay and normal. And there are other people out there who have felt that way. For sure. And yeah, it goes both ways. If you're not working, you're going to feel guilty. If you're working, you're going to feel guilty. So just do what you need to do to fix it, I guess. Yep. (laughs) Okay. But the next thing I'll talk about is my team. And this one was the most stressful for me because this one, other people depended on it, not just me. I was so overwhelmed with all the training materials I had to prepare and just like knowing what I needed to outsource in general. Like I had a lot of trouble processing, just like I'm having trouble with that sentence. But um, this was also made a little bit trickier because Corey and my virtual assistant were also due to have babies two months before me. So that meant I knew I couldn't like count on Corey to help with my, any of my design stuff like I might have otherwise. And my VA was going to be out. Um, her maternity leave wasn't as long, but I knew there would be a period of time while I was preparing that she wouldn't be around. So those things kind of added to it a little bit. But the big three people I ended up with are relying on were my VA, a designer, and then an assistant developer. Um, And I actually went in total nerd mode and made a full playbook in Google Sites with all of the processes for my business. So I have everything outlined step by step for everyone on my team, like everything from who the team members are to what they do, to how I onboard clients, to scheduling blog posts, doing maintenance packages, like everything is in there step by step with videos, who does what, things like that. 
So as overwhelming as that was to get started, that ended up being amazing. Because for example, if my VA was checking my email and didn't know how to respond to something, she could jump in that playbook, look, to, look up emails and canned responses and see if I had anything in there for her. So that was really, really helpful. Um, so my VA handled getting blog posts edited and scheduled. Um, my, des my designer took care of post graphics and getting them to my VA. She also took care of my maintenance package reports. And then my assistant developer did the maintenance packages in January and anything from my retainer clients uh, that came up that I didn't have time for. And of course, my VA took care, kept, kept taking care of things like social media. She was managing my inbox, taking care of the Facebook group when I couldn't um, and when Corey couldn't, things like that. Um, and it was a lot to manage, but if you are super crazy like I am and not as laid back as Corey, being able to figure all that out and get it outlined for a team is really, really helpful. So I am glad I did the extra work and now it's there. So if I go on a vacation, whether it's a week long or if I have another baby and I'm gone for three months, I have that all there. So it is, it is helpful in the long run as well. And then the last thing I'll talk about is passive income, because I'm sure this is something that everyone thinks about if they're thinking about an extended leave of whatever sort. And I am definitely not an expert here. Like I don't make, like Corey said, I don't make thousands of dollars a month from passive income. If I can get a couple hundred dollars, I am a very happy camper. Um, but in preparation for my leave, I really focused on getting my funnels running. So I have two main products that I sell, and I made sure that all of the opt-ins on my website were leading to them, had really good email sequences set up, had special, you know, discounts uh, if people would purchase within a certain amount of time, things like that to really get those sales moving while I was gone. And then to also supplement that, I planned and scheduled Facebook ads to run in December through March, just towards different blog posts, different opt-ins related to those products to get new people into those funnels and retarget anyone who like saw the sales page and didn't purchase or saw a blog post and didn't opt in just so I could make sure I was making the most of that traffic and keeping people coming in and seeing things. So... There were a lot of smaller pieces as well that went into my leave, but those were the four big ones. Those are the passive income, managing my team, clients, and the content. So now I just want to go take a nap thinking about what all went into all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it does help to say that we didn't do all of that like a yeah. month before our maternity leaves were going to start. We probably started all of that, like Krista literally started freaking out the same day I think <laughs> she found out she was pregnant. I yes. remember she, I woke up one morning to <laughs> a lot of Slack messages and a Google Doc that had a very <laughs> long list of things that she was very worried about. So, um, yeah, so we probably took, I would say, our whole eight yeah. months or at least you know, three to four months before our babies actually came to focus on these things, get organized, figure out what our game plan was and get it <laughs> ready. <laughs> so just to kind of recap this really long <laughs> episode, um, taking time off from your business is not only something that we think you should do regularly just for your sanity, but sometimes it's something that you absolutely have to do, like when you have a baby. Um, and it's so much better to have an idea of what you plan um, to do or how you're going to plan for it beforehand rather than trying to 
make it up like three days before you actually go on your vacation or start your maternity leave or whatever it is. So my one and only action step for you for this episode is just to go through the show notes and create your plan for what things you would need to get done um, for both long and short vacations so you can be prepared even if something comes up last minute. So create some sort of list in a Google Doc or in a sauna so you know exactly what things um, you would need to start preparing to do, like setting up your autoresponder, et cetera, et cetera, and then you can be ready to go the second you need time off. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.